Hello and welcome to the first ever Deutsche Fußball podcast. I'm George Stoneman. And I'm Aaron Rolls. And we'll be here once a week just to talk you through um, the weekend results, uh, games of the week, goals of the week, talking points and anything else that sort of grabs our interest. And to start off, uh, game of the week, probably going to be the uh, Mönchengladbach-Dortmund game. Obviously, shock result. Mönchengladbach won 2-0. Uh, Dortmund, 19 shots to Mönchengladbach's 5. Um, what are your thoughts on the game? Um, I, I, From what I've seen of the game, it, it's probably an unfair result. Um, from what I saw, Dortmund were very much in charge and the stats seem to back that up. Um, but it's... I don't know whether it's a case of it possibly being different, but Dortmund haven't looked the same this year as they looked last year. I don't know whether it's a little bit of a hangover from the massive season they had last year. I mean, obviously they started the season okay, but they've not had the same air of confidence or brushing aside of teams that they had last year. Obviously injury, injuries have taken their toll and don't help. But I mean, I don't know, there just doesn't seem something right at the moment at Dortmund. I don't know what you, what you think of that. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I don't know whether it's a... Um dressing room thing obviously Lewandowski is sort of centre of attention at the moment uh, it appears he's off to Bayern Munich next summer and a contract will be announced in January um, so it might be a dressing room conflict obviously there's a couple of other polls in there with him so whether you know sort of sides are coming out but obviously that's all just guesswork at the moment And but I certainly get what you mean I don't know whether Aubameyang is sort of he's a good finisher he's a good player but Sort of playing out of position, and I'm not sure it's the player they sort of needed. Mikatarian, I think, started the season okay, a couple of goals, and obviously huge fill, shoes to fill with Gertz um, departing. But yeah, struggling in the Champions League, a lot of injuries, as you say. Um, it'd be interesting to see how they sort of they whether they kick on or sort of carry on how they've been after the international break. Next game um, looked at would be the Bayer Leverkusen versus. Pep Guardiola's Bayern Munich at the Bayer Arena. Um, one all draw, again, a bit of a one-sided affair. Bayern, you know, um, shots galore and chances and sort of by all count themselves lucky to come away with a point. But Bayern Munich still unbeaten and what, what are your take on their start to the season under Guardiola? Yeah, there was a lot of criticism uh, for the for the way that Guardiola set his team out when he first came in and there was very much a school of thought of it's not broke don't fix it sort of argument you go they won everything and brushed everyone aside last year so he didn't need to go in and revamp things almost as much as he has but with Martinez being injured Lahm going in central midfield again when it first went in there was uproar who, who dare put Philip Lahm our best ever and probably the world's best right back in central midfield but he's been somewhat of a revelation there I mean Obviously, Saturday was the 100th day Guardiola was in charge of Munich, and um, a lot of the big publications, which were quick to criticise him, sort of had to eat their words a little bit and have gone back on themselves. And they say, no, still not lost a game, only drawn two so far. So it's been, especially with a few of the injuries they had, like like Martinez, like Alcantara, sort of a good start to the season. I mean, I don't know what you what you think. There's still possibly a bit of light up front, but. Yeah, I'm sort of, I was, with the masses, I didn't really understand the decision to put. Lam as centre defensive midfield. I think he's probably the best defender in the world, in my opinion. Just all round player and just just so professional. You just don't hear anything of him. And I didn't like the decision, but like you say, he's sort of excelled in centre defensive midfield. And 
you know, really has kicked on and just got on with it, which is only, you know, just a credit to him as a player and sort of person. And yeah, I think they're unbeaten, they haven't been playing that well. There's still a lot to come from them. And obviously, they've got Gertz that sat on the bench, Manzucic was on the bench at the weekend. You're possibly Lewandowski getting added to that next se- season. And I think, you know, it's bright times ahead. I don't think, obviously, they'll have the successes last year. I don't think that will ever be re- replicated by by Bayern again. Um, I think that was sort of a special side last year and sort of bond of players. And I think other European sides have got better as well. So I think, um, you know, that sort of treble season won't, won't happen again. But obviously, German football's on the up and Bayern are sort of still getting along nicely. Good to see. Good to see Pep embraced himself as well in the whole Bayern Munich spirit of things in Oktoberfest as well, isn't it? It's nice. It's nice to see him really putting himself out there with the club because, like I say, I had did get a lot of early critics, but it's nice to see not the kind of man that's going to dwell on it and take it in his stride. Just takes it in his stride and gets on with it. Yeah, I'm expecting still you know big things from Bayern, and I st- yeah I think they will be still the best team in Europe come the end of the year under Pep. Uh, on to the other few games over the weekend. Um, Mines and Hoffenheim, just a sort of mid-table clash. Both should be all right. Obviously, Hoffenheim escaped relegation last season via the playoffs. Um, Mainz sort of struggling again. Uh, still should be all right. Um, obviously, they lost Shalai um, to Schalke. And obviously, onto that game, Schalke uh, 4-1 win at home to Augsburg. Um, Slaz over two goals. Prince Boateng sort of asserting himself as a sort of massive signing for them for the price. Um, what do you think of his acquisition? Was it a shock or? It was a move which, when I heard about it, did shock me a little bit. I thought, obviously at the time, there was a little bit of uncertainty around Draxler, and I thought, is this a sign that Draxler could be on his way out? But it's, if anything, has taken Draxler's game to the next level. It's given Draxler more freedom, more space. Um, if it's, if they can manage. Prince and get his fitness and get him playing every week, which is proving already a bit of a difficulty. But if they can manage this and sort this out from him, then at those 12 million euros they paid for him, it's an absolute snippet because he's changed the place around. He, yeah, he, I think he's just added that sort of vibrancy into the squad that they may, may have been lacking last year, obviously. Um, a couple of, you know, like Huntelaar, you know, a bit of a couple of egos in there, but and obviously Boateng's not sort of a shy player and has his own ego, but I think, yeah, he's just added that sort of liveliness to the place um, that is needed and obviously they had a slow start to the season they're sort of picking up now and there was talk sort of this week of obviously Draxler as you meant touched on um, De Bruyne coming in on loan in January um, so Schalke have that option to then permanently sign him next summer if Draxler was to move on which it appears he may do but obviously World Cup year he's, he's stayed and I think that's the best thing for Draxler lifts and butts in there as well isn't there yeah there's a lot of um all rumours, obviously, at the moment, but it's a move I could certainly see. Um, another two sort of mid-table sides are unlikely to threaten the Champions League, Stuttgart and Werder, just a one-all draw. Um, Stuttgart picked up since the second of their manager um, early September. What do you make of their sort of upturn in form and um, sort of, you know, how they're doing? Yeah, I mean, they were, they were never really going to be in any trouble, weren't they? I mean, they're the sort of club who have had better days after them they're going to have better days ahead of them um, but I mean there's there's no real danger from this year a, a solid European a solid season European f- football at the end could be deemed a success there so I reckon that's what they'll be aiming for come May yeah I think uh, Europa League sort of qualification could you know be seen as a great season for them after the start they've had and just a you know interesting point that's come out today from the Stuttgart um, chairman that um, 
they were in contact with Arsenal over the summer of a re-signing Serge Gnabry. Obviously, shown this season for Arsenal what a sort of talent he is and sort of what a steal he could be and potentially has. And the quote was about, you know, they contacted him, saying, do you want to come back? And he sort of declined politely and said, no, look, I want to fight for my place here and I believe I've got a future here. What do you make of sort of the player himself and whether he'd be, you know, good son for Stuttgart, whether he's sort of better, you know? Yeah, he, I mean, he looks an incredibly bright prospect, still only 18 years of age, um, showing this season for Arsenal what he's capable of. He would have been a great signing for, Sh- for Stuttgart. Obviously, had his youth team there, uh, played all his youth football there before Arsenal took him. He would be playing more football at Stuttgart, but I think his decision to probably wait it out for another year or two at Arsenal, see what comes of it, see if he gets his first team opportunities, where it takes him, how it progresses, is the right thing to do. And I'll say with 18, time still on his side, if it doesn't work out by the time he's 21, 22, 23, even sort of later on in his career, if it's still not kicking on the way he'd expected, there's nothing to stop him going back to Stuttgart. Yeah, he's certainly young enough not to have made this decision already and see how it progresses under Wenger. Um, shock result of the weekend, maybe. I suppose Wolfsburg losing at home to um, Braunschweig, obviously sort of seen as the sort of whipping boys of the league, maybe the next sort of Greuther Firth. Um, obviously Wolfsburg not really started that well and not, you know, sort of the old Wolfsburg that we sort of knew of a couple of seasons ago. Great result for Braunschweig, first win of the season. What do you sort of make of the result? Obviously, yeah, Brown, it's obviously expected. Yeah, obviously, I say they're going to struggle this year. Let's, let's be honest about it. You know, they're not going to have it all their own way. But to go to Wolfsburg and win two 0 is an absolutely wonderful result. I mean, like like we said, they're not they're not the same team that had Jacko and same team a few years ago playing Champions League football but still a 2-0 win away from home first win of the season get those points on the board get that win on that board that monkey off your back and really try and push on now and see if they can take the next step and build and pick more points up and really fight for this as opposed to sort of having the poor early season form and just taking relegation as it's as it's expected to come to them Yeah, no certainly I think they will definitely sort of get relegated but I think they'll give it a mighty good fight and yeah they'll probably pick up a couple of short results along the way um, yeah, moving on to sort of Sunday, obviously, again in a sort of mid-table clash, um, Nuremberg versus Hamburg, again, sort of Nuremberg, that sort of safety side may sort of threaten sort of relegation playoff places, certainly not, certainties go down, um, but Hamburg again, sort of, you know, seen better days and we'll probably see better days ahead of them, but sort of slow start but maybe a sign of a bit of picking up form um, obviously Van der Vaart's not really he was sort of that lift they needed a couple of seasons ago but obviously the players around him haven't improved so um, Hamburg have still struggled 5-0 though, goal from Van der Vaart 3 from Le Soga uh, Arslan you know, getting in with a goal at the end too would you make of sort of their start to the season and maybe credentials Fifteenth currently. Yeah, it was obviously obviously a massive win for Hamburg. Um, obviously, sat on just five points from the opening seven games. Really was important for them to pick up the points. But again, any five 0 win away from home in the Bundesliga is a good win. Um, they got players who, when they're on form, can be sort of genuinely almost you know, say world class. I suppose you could say people like Rene Adler and Van der Vaart, who you touched on, aren't bad players, are they? You got Johan Giroud on loan from Arsenal. There's, there's enough talent in the squad to not be where they are at the moment and I think it's a false position where they are I'm not expecting them to be down there towards the end of the season I think it's similar, similar to Stuttgart if they can come out of it with the Europa League spot that would be, be deemed a successful season for them 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, they've signed sort of younger players this season in the hope they sort of develop and sort of, you know, in a couple of seasons they'll be sort of world, not world beaters, but they'll either, you know, be sort of real assets of the club and maybe bring in a couple of bit more money as well. Back, back for that fourth spot, which seems to be sort of up for grabs with Schalke's little bit if you start. Mm. No, yeah, certainly. And then the other Sunday game, Freiburg and Frankfurt, sort of both, you know, struggling. Um, Freiburg certainly, you know, again, like you say about false positions after last season's Europa qualification. But is this a case? Do you see a sort of like a Swansea in the Premier League where they've qualified for Europe and they've done well, but then lost, you know, obviously um, Cruiser and players like that, and they will struggle. Um, this season just because they haven't bought in they haven't replaced what they've lost and obviously Ginter sort of the only real player they've sort of kept hold of it you know you could see him moving on to bigger and better things how do you think that season will yeah again 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 I, I think they're in somewhat a false position for where they are I mean there's no way that Freiburg are a team which will finish 17th come May and if there is the serious questions it'd be a serious surprise so I think it's a, it's a short result like say they've lost big players they've got the added complication of European football now means playing the games on the Sunday, the Thursday Sunday, not easy to get used to, especially if your players haven't been playing it before. So it'll take a lot of getting used to, but again, despite losing big players and influential players and having a cracking season last year, you can't see Freiburg ending up there come come May because they're not too good to go down, that's not what I mean at all. But they're a bigger they're big enough and good enough, especially on last year's showing, to not not fall into that trap. And finally, you know, last game, uh, Friday night's action, Hanover versus Hertha. Um, indifferent game, sort of half chances for both sides. One all, probably a fair result in the end. Um, but it does bring us on to our goal of the week, and that was from Ronnie, a player that blows very hot and cold. He's returned pre-season extremely overweight and um, sort of was dropped from the first couple of games for Hertha. Um, but... Great goal. What do you make of it? Obviously, um, sorry, we'll, we'll link the goal in the podcast. You can catch it for yourselves and have your own opinions on it. But what do you make of the uh, goal from Ronnie? Yeah, I'd say a hot, very hot and cold player. But it's the kind of player you're running up. You see him take these little Roberto Carlos steps and running onto it. And you're thinking this is you're in more danger in row Z than you are in the back of the net. But fair play to him. The men in the wall did their job, got out of the way, made the space. And he just he broke the back of the net off. Yeah, great goal. And I think... He can be a vital player for them, but like you know, like we say, very hot and cold, and just yeah, um, not got the consistency that probably required at this level. Um, but so that's the weekend action done. Um, on to player of the week, and back to the first game we looked at with uh, Gladbach and uh, Dortmund. And as we touched on, 19 shots for Dortmund, no goals, and there's only sort of one man responsible for that, and that is. Ter Stegen, um, back keeper, um, you know, linked to Barcelona, linked as being, you know, sort of touted as the next Manuel Neuer. Obviously, don't like, you know, I'm not a fan of tags like that. Um, you know, and he's had an indifferent start to the season and poor campaign last. But is this a sort of sign of his potential and things to expect this season from him? Yeah, I mean, obviously. A lot, a lot of hype around him. A lot of links with big movement with Mundo and Deportivo in Barcelona. I said there's a pre-agreement signed between the two clubs um, that he will go there at the end of the season. Obviously, both clubs had the option of pulling out of it, but in general, if they want to, they can have him. So also a lot of pressure on on young shoulders. Been omitted from the national squad, which I know we're going to go into in a minute. But 
yeah, we should say, crack a couple of absolutely cracking saves at the weekend. Looked back to his big, dominant, powerful self. And if he can keep these up, then, yeah, definitely be on the plane to Brazil in June. Yeah, I think that, obviously, his, is his main aim for the season. Um, obviously, Mitchell Gladbach, probably Europa League at best this year. I can't see them challenging for Champions League spots. Obviously, Cruz is a great sign-in um, for them. But, yeah, I think... Above and beyond this season, I think um, Brazil 2014 will be his main aim. So that, as Aaron touched on, that brings us on to the national team. And obviously it's international week now, so no Bundesliga action for the next two weeks. Um, but Joachim Loa has um, selected his squad. Schwan, Seiger and Gertz are back in. Um, after the last international break, both missed out through respective ankle injuries. Um, both not really featured Gertz has certainly not featured greatly for Bayern since the last international break. Um, the last, you know, usual sus- yes, yeah, usual suspects are still in the squad, the Ozils and Neuers. Um, but one real sort of talking point is there's no centre forward or out and out centre forward in the squad. What's your sort of take on it? Yeah, I mean, obviously with Gomez's injury being a long term one, there's a real sort of perceived lack of options. But um, like you say. If it's although it's World Cup qualification, Germany going to the World Cup could and possibly should be used, seen as competitive friendlies almost, and a chance to give these fringe players, these players you're thinking about putting on the plane who are impressing for their clubs, a chance to a chance to impress themselves on that team. And there's one player that you're certainly a big big fan of who you think should be in the squad, especially in light of a, a lack of centre forward. Yeah, I mean, in terms of youngsters, Kevin Volland, I think, would be worth a shout, but he was overlooked. Um, scored at the weekend uh, for uh, Hoffenheim. Just, you know, I think, he, you know, obviously, I can still I can still see him being on the plane for Brazil. Obviously, not selected at the moment. But I think if, if he carries on his current form, um, he'll give himself, you know, a great shout for being there. I don't think Lur can really overlook him. Um, but, yeah, the main sort of one who's on blistering form at the moment that I Obviously, there's problems between the two. It's Stefan Kiesling at Bayer. Um, a lot of people aren't fans of him. Sort of quite a sort of gangly, clumsy player. Um, sort of not really kicked on. He's sort of 26, 27 now, and he's only really finding his best form. But I, I sort of see him as an all-round centre forward. That I'm amazed that Lerd continues to overlook him. Obviously, their personal issues. Um, but I think he'd be perfect just to. Give just give him a run out, you know. Like like you say, these are sort of warm up games now. Germany should be, you know, they should secure their place this week. Um, yeah, I'm amazed he's been overlooked. What are your sort of thoughts on him? Obviously, I'm a fan, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's the reason he's got MPH is he's got he's got that ugly goal syndrome, hasn't he? The idea is he's not this attractive, beautiful footballer who brings the ball down and bends goals in from forty yards of the outside of his foot, sort of wonder goals. He doesn't do this. He's a, he's a as you call him, in inverted commas, a proper footballer. He gets himself in there, wins the headers, wins the flicks, puts himself about and sort of bundles the ball home at times. He does, he's capable of scoring. He's a good footballer, obviously. You know, you don't score this amount of goals in the Bundesliga being a bad footballer. But there's just this perception that he's he's not this pretty footballer. Um, and I think that, like you say, there's obviously there's got to be some reason behind Lowe not picking him. But, I mean, if there's if there's... If you want to send this message out to any German footballer that you perform at club level, you get picked for your national team, then he's the man to be picking, and he's and he's not doing it. So I say there must be problems behind the scenes there. But he's again like you, I think he's probably deserving of his chance, especially in light of no centre forward in the out and out centre forward in the squad. 
Yeah, certainly he was top scorer last season in the Bundesliga across the you know the whole league and he started this season on fine form. Obviously, Champions League experience now as well. Um, yeah, it's a shock, but if he carries on his form this season, there's no reason why he can't sort of find himself on the plane. Obviously, Gomez and Close will be back. Sort of, you'd imagine. Um, and obviously, you've got Podolski and Royce that can play centre forward. But you know, if he carries on, he'll give himself a chance. I think that that sums up our podcast for this week. Um, there'll be no podcast next week, obviously, due to international break, unfortunately. But we'll be back in two weeks. Plenty more analysis from the Bundesliga. And I've been George Stoneman. I'm Aaron Rolls. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Thank you.